Hey friends and family, welcome to the third episode of A Brown Girl's View. If you are just now joining us, welcome darling. And if you're already a part of the family, welcome back. Thank you so much for all of your support thus far. I'm so excited to do this journey with you. In this episode, we will be diving into what it means to be a creative in Christ. We have the opportunity to speak to the amazing blogger, entrepreneur, confidence coach, Chantel Anderson, honey. Chantel specializes in empowering men and women to develop confidence in their skills and talents. She has designed workshops and courses for individuals to recognize their strengths and unlimited potential through one-on-one coaching and accountability courses. Sounds dope, right? It's called Design Your Happy. And let me tell you, I've just recently joined her program and it's amazing. Design Your Happy is more than just your typical self-help program. With each online training, you get a chance not only to build your brand or business, but Chantel includes biblical principles that help you see your goals through a godly perspective. It has helped me stay accountable and on top of the visions that God has given me to accomplish this year. With the Brown Girls View being one of them, why would I not reach out to her and bring the most inspiring woman on today to speak with us and share a little bit about her story? I hope that this episode sheds light and pushes you to go after what God has individually planned for your life. Disclaimer. This audio may sound a bit airy, but please don't miss out on this blessing. We've got to start somewhere, right? So with that being said, please get your pens, your notebook, and get ready to pick up these gems, honey. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Hey guys, it's JC, and this is a Brown Girls View podcast. If you are new, welcome. If you are coming back, welcome back. I have the lovely Chantel Anderson here. I'm so excited for this episode. As you guys know, in part one, um, this is kind of like a rebrand for me. So I'm super duper excited to just interview this amazing woman of God. And um, I have a couple of questions for her that we will get in deep conversation, but I'm hoping that you guys will just really be able to relate. Um, this is awesome. This is for God. This is also part of our healing, part of whatever God is doing in our lives. And so we just want you guys to be inspired and encouraged. So with that, you don't mind introducing yourself? Yes. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for having me here. I'm, I'm super excited to, to talk about uh, this journey. Uh, hello, I'm Chantel Anderson. Um, oh my gosh. Intro. Okay. So I am super passionate about helping women be who God created them to be. I believe that he created us on purpose. And so everything I do is for that. It hasn't always been like that. Um, I first started out in basketball. I uh, went to Vanderbilt University and played there. And then I played for six years in the WNBA. Um, when I retired, I had no idea what I was going to do. And so I took a year off. I really wrote and tried to figure out what I wanted to do. And really at the foundation of that was helping women. Uh, But at some point you got to get a job. And so I was like, okay, what are you going to do? I jumped into coaching, uh, basketball, college coaching for about three years, coached at a small D2 school called Palm Beach Atlantic, and then coached two years at Virginia Tech University, where I recruited and and coached there. Uh, Coaching wasn't it for me. So I jumped into medical device sales and I did that for four years. I really wanted a 
profession that I could uh, make really good money at mm-hmm. and have really more importantly time freedom so yeah. that I could build my business on the side mm-hmm. uh, because I I still wanted to help women. I still wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I knew that if I stayed in coaching, I wouldn't have time to, yeah. to do that and to build it. So right. jumped into medical device, loved it. It was fun. It was awesome. And I built my business on the side, which was writing a confidence and leadership curriculum. Mm -hmm. And so wrote that on the side and then jumped into full-time entrepreneurship. It is almost March 1st. March 1st is like tomorrow, right? And so tomorrow it will be three years since I jumped into full-time entrepreneurship, started teaching that um, confidence and leadership curriculum at organizations um, as part of their diversity and inclusion programming. So taking high-achieving minorities um, and women women and minority men and putting them through a confidence and leadership curriculum to help them, the organizations diversify their leadership pipeline. Um, So started doing that. I've taught that at at Google, ESPNW, um, United Health Group, companies like that. But my, my faith, as I continue to grow in my faith, I really felt like I was giving people half the story. Like I'm teaching you how to be confident, but so much of my confidence comes from my faith And I can't walk into Google and be like, hey, follow God, you know? And so I was like, okay, I respect that you're Mm rebranding because I kind of decided to go through a rebrand where I was like, okay, let me take this this confidence and leadership curriculum and let me combine it with faith principles and Mm -hmm. really teaching people how to apply that, but in a godly way. And so Visible Confidence, that program turned into Confidently His, Mm -hmm. which is a platform about um, identity and confidence in God, Mm -hmm. um, but also teaching women how to follow their God-given passions Mm -hmm. and dreams as creators, entrepreneurs, creative, spiritual entrepreneurs. (laughs) Let me tell you, this is such an answered prayer because I'm a junior in college. I go to LMU. Ah, And I'm a junior. So I'm in my third year and I have been a Christian or a disciple for like seven, eight months now. So I still have water behind my ears. Yeah, you know, dry off girl. (laughs) So I'm like trying to figure out what life is walking with Christ. And then also like, taking all of the gifts that I was using in the world now for the kingdom. Mm. And so um, it's just amazing how actually my friend told me to DM you on Instagram. She's in London church. We go to international Christian church, city of angels. Mm -hmm. um, And we have a church in London. And so my friend is out there and she was like, you got to hit up Chantel. Cause I was like, it wasn't Stephanie. Yes, ah, it was Stephanie. Shout out to Stephanie. That's my girl. <laughs> um, and so she's like, you got to hit up Chantel. Like, she's super into this. Like, she would be dope. And I was like, I'm scared. What did you know respond? <laughs> she responded. You responded so quick. Aww. And I was just super encouraged because I was just like, wow, like, this is exactly what I need to be doing right now. Oh, my God. And it's been such a while since I got into this because I started this podcast um, beginning of 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, for me, a uh, uh, audio diary, like mm-hmm. healing for me. And it was just all over the place. And I was just like crying and mad one time and whatever. Um, and then I became a disciple. And then I'm like, I'm going to just put this to the side for a little bit. Let me get my life together. Yeah. So now I'm in a place where I'm like, okay, God, how do you want me to advance your kingdom? And then not only that, like, 
how can I use these gifts that you've given me to now serve you? Mm. Um, and so it's awesome to know like the work that you do, because that's exactly like where I'm at in this, like figuring out my identity in Christ. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I'm so excited that you're here. Um, so how long have you been a disciple? How long have you been a Christian? Yeah. So I, First of all, I'm yeah. also super excited to be having this conversation. I'm sure we'll get into that, but this is exactly what I need to be talking about right now with you and to see somebody um, like you at your point, at that point in the journey. So thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been a Christian for uh, six years, a little over six years. My uh, spiritual birthday was in September. So say a little over six years. It has been a journey, yeah, but it's true. been amazing. Like, yeah. Yeah. And how was that for you? Like, how was that journey for you? Um, just a little brief summary of your testimony. Oh, my gosh. OK, so I, I told you I used to play in the WNBA. Yeah. So um, everything that you would imagine from a uh, professional athlete type of lifestyle, mm-hmm. I have done <laughs> like total movies, yeah. like all of that. So I was reckless. My life was crazy. And but in in walking it, basically, God God got my attention. He got my attention with injuries. Yeah. And it was one injury after another after another. And I was like, okay, I have done everything that I know how to do to be successful yeah. and, um, you know, in love and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, like, all this stuff starts happening. Like, mm-hmm. what the heck? And it really helped me to realize that I'm not in control. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not in control... I need to follow the person who is, which immediately I was like, okay, that's God. I've always known it's God. I just Mm -hmm. didn't want to admit it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so from that point, I said, okay, I'm going to try to do life God's way. Even though I didn't, I had no idea what that meant, what that looked like. I was just like, I'm going to try to do life God's way. And at that point I didn't believe the Bible, Mm -hmm. but I said, maybe God is somewhere in there. So I'm just going to start reading it and I'm going to do whatever I'm convicted of. And so I started reading the Bible and like little by little, God started convicting me of this and then convicting me of this and this Mm. and this and this. And literally I picture it as in Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14, he talks Mm. about, um, I will bring you back from where I carried you into exile. And what it felt like was God had, my sin had taken me all the way out into the desert, into exile. Mm. And God gave me, grabbed my hand Mm. and, you know, he was like, you fool, you way out there. (laughs) So I'm going to grab your hand and I'm going to walk you out of the desert. And so there was about four, four to five years where I just was reading my Bible and he was walking me out of the desert. Now I wasn't a true Christian yet, but he went, but I was changing my life gradually Mm -hmm. with God's help. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, like my sister um, joined this church and she offered for me to study about two years into that journey. But I was like, nah, that, that church is crazy. You know, whatever, whatever, you know the story. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so it took me two years, but I really watched her life and I saw her life change. And I saw how this group of weird church people that I called them loved my sister. And I was like, wow, okay something is different about them and I need to figure out what that is. And so I ended up studying the Bible and figuring out that, wow, like this is what God has been preparing me Mm. for. He's been bringing me to a place where I was ready to really get into the Bible and, and see what the Bible said about following him and really ready to accept it. And 
that's what happened. I got baptized September wow. September 17th, uh, 2013. Wow. Amen. Yeah. So it was amazing. Yeah. And, you know, you spoke a little bit about how now you're doing work with women and mm-hmm. like women gaining their identity in Christ and the significance of that. And so before that, how did your career intersect with now? Like you're in this space where you're reading the Bible and you're like really trying to walk with God, like how did that intersect? I'm curious. Yeah, it 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 didn't um, intersect because my career and who I was was completely different than what the Bible was saying and who God had me as. And so it was crazy because I started to have I started having to change certain things. Like mm-hmm. previously, alcohol was a huge part of my life. Yeah. Um, you know, partying and clubs and, you know, sex outside of marriage and all of that stuff uh, was a huge part of my life. And mm-hmm. that doesn't go with the identity and yeah. the, the behavior that God had for me. Mm-hmm. And so God was like, I have more for you. I, I want more for you. I made you for more. Yeah. And so I, I really, I didn't quite understand it at the time, but um, God in his, in his patience and in his love really just held my hand and, and walked me out of the desert step by step. And so now I'm like, wow, okay. I see how God used my career and he used my mm-hmm. training to prepare me for everything that he has for me now. I love how you were saying, how do I use my talents for God, the talents yeah. that I already have? Yeah. When we look at the Bible, we see Moses, he was educated in the full glory of the Egyptian yeah. educational system. Like it was the top at that time. Mm-hmm. He was educated in that. Was he doing right? No, he wasn't. But God allowed him to be educated there so that he could use it in his leadership mm-hmm. of leading his people. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I just really believe that that's how they intersect. God has used every part of my education and experience for him. Mm, that's super awesome. And obviously, like, I can super relate. And, and now where I'm like, okay, God, like, God, right now, he's teaching me about stewardship and, like, mm. you know, like, having these gifts and talents, but, like, maintaining them, you know, which is a whole nother episode. Yes. <laughs> But I wanted to ask, too, um, and all of these questions I brought out because, like, I literally last week I was talking to Stephanie and I was just like, I need to repent. I don't know what's going on, like, where I've been at in my mind, but, like, I just felt God, like, put this, like, desire in my heart, like, get this done, mm-hmm. you know? And so, again, thank you for being here. And so my next question for you is how did God reveal this this path to you like what in your mind was like you know what you know because it's like one Mm -hmm. thing to know what you need to do but like for you to just go out and do it like what was that for you like how did that happen yeah and this is it's completely God this is how I know that man okay so this is why I say that I need to have this conversation right now because I fundamentally believe that this is exactly what we're supposed to be doing. That if God gave you, like God gave you an amazing voice and like just the tone of your voice, like you should be using it for him, you know? And so it's, it's beautiful. And so I fundamentally believe that God gave us our talents to use for him. But um, I, sometimes I feel like I'm crazy for believing that. Cause I'm like, what is going on? Like, why isn't this 
more done, you know? And so this is exactly the conversation that I need to be having right now. So I appreciate it. Um, God really blessed me from the get-go because when I got baptized, my first um, spiritual mentor, we call it a discipler, but my first spiritual mentor, she, we sat down and we probably for two weeks tried to figure out what my pa- what my passion and what my talents were so that I could use them for God. Mm-hmm. Because you think about it, like I had grown up playing basketball. Yeah. And so I've always taught, I've always treated my talent as a currency. Like mm-hmm. my talent can get me anything mm-hmm. that I want point blank period. Yeah. Right. Like it's going to get me to college. It's going to get me money. It's going to get me into clubs. Yeah. It's going to get me the men I want, the women I want. It's going to get me yeah. whatever I want. Right. And that's been my whole life. So then when I get baptized and become a Christian, I'm like, okay, so now what I want is different. Now I want to evangelize the world. Mm. Now I want to help bring people to God. Yeah. But just because what I want is different, that doesn't mean that my talent can't help me get it. So it was a very natural transition for me. And it just made complete sense to me because that's, again, how I was raised. But I had no idea how to use my talents for God. Again, I wasn't playing basketball anymore. I didn't know what I was good at. I had no idea. And so me and my discipler sat down and were like, okay, my talent can give me anything. Now I want to evangelize the world. How do I use that? And she said one of the wisest things ever. She said, Chantel, after we wrote down all my talents, she, she said, Chantel, you're a hand. And I was like, what? And she said, well, if you look at the church as the body of Christ, we all play different roles and we're all unified towards the same cause, but we all have a different place. And so if you look at your talents, you're a hand, meaning you can communicate your job is to go out and grab people and bring it back to the body. That's what a hand does. Yeah. Now you're always going to be connected to the body, even though like an ear, you may not be right up on the body, but yeah. you're going to go out and bring people yeah. back. Why? Because you can relate to all different kinds of people you have. You can speak, you can communicate, right. you're the bridge for people. You can all these things. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Mm. And so with that visual and with that advice, I was like, okay, that's what I am. And it just start. It just made a lot of sense for me to start using my talents in that way. Yeah, I just had to figure out what it looked like. Yeah, that was beautifully put. Right? right? I was like, "Thank you, God." <laughs> he sent me that. Like she told him. I'm like, <laughs> right. Um, and as God revealed this to you, um, because we're human, um, did you experience any doubt, insecurity? <laughs> I want like, yes, to like, talk about it all because it's it's a real thing. Like God can give you this vision. You're like, okay, God. He's like, go. And you're like, <laughs> you know, you're like, uh, okay, like, how do I do this? So like... How did you, okay, so you experienced it, I'm assuming, um, and how did you overcome that? Yes. So honestly, I didn't have doubt straight out of the gate of using it mm-hmm. for God because I was like, oh, well, yeah, this has been my whole life. Like, let's mm-hmm. go. And I was like, running, like, go, go, yeah. go. No questions, no no doubts in the beginning. Um and I think that's kind of a benefit of being like young and dumb, mm-hmm. like young in my face. I'm like, what? Of course it's going to work. Like, yeah. duh. Uh, but as time went on and as different things started to happen, you know, in my faith where you you may not get what you think um, happened, you 
you're going to get, or it may not work out the way you think, or just growing in your faith. You know, I've grown in a lot of other areas, but one of the things that I realized I had started to lose was that like young, dumb boldness, Mm. like that, of course, God is going to bless it. Mm. Of, of course I'm supposed to do Mm. this. And as you see, like, um, you know, certain other people, uh, they're not using their talents for God, but they're still doing great things for God. And you're mm-hmm. like, okay, so maybe that's how I'm supposed to be great at God. Like, am I am I supposed to take this other role? Am I supposed to go to this other place? Am I, you know, because I, all I want to do is be great for God. Yeah. Like, I don't need to be some superstar that's like yeah. whatever, whatever. Sure. But so I think I, I have started to have doubts in that area. Um But then I just go back to the Bible and I love what you said about stewardship. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, God gave me these convictions for a reason. And they are backed up by the Bible. The Bible says that God knitted us together in our mother's womb. And have you ever knitted before? No, but I've seen people knit. Okay. Mm -hmm. So knitting is very intentional. Like if you want to change a color or a stitch or Mm -hmm. anything in knitting, you have to do it intentionally. You don't just like, oops, that's a different color. (laughs) You know, like it's (laughs) it's on purpose, right? So when the Bible says God knit us together in our mother's womb, it means that everything he put in us, he put intentionally there. Mm -hmm. Like if you have a talent, it's there on purpose, (laughs) right? And so what you said about stewardship, like the the Bible says, like we're, we're meant to steward whatever God gave us. He who has Mm -hmm. been given a trust must prove faithful Mm -hmm. with that trust. And so I'm like, okay, God gave me this conviction. It is backed up by the Bible. It is my entire life. He allowed me to have all the background that I have already and all of these experiences And then he continues, anytime that I start to doubt, he brings something like this interview where I'm sitting across from a younger me that is asking the same questions that has that same burning passion inside of her. And he's like, Chantel, I have told you to do this. Like, stop tripping. Like, And so literally there have been many times where I'm like, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? As after that young, dumb boldness wore off, you know, and... Every single time God answers with something like this, which is I was literally sitting in a spiritual mentoring time earlier today asking this very question. And I'm like, I am not crazy. I swear I am not crazy. (laughs) I am supposed to do that. Like, God, am I crazy? (laughs) And here we are. So amen. (laughs) I know. It's like, that's why I said this episode is such an answered prayer. Like, I'm about to cry. Like, I'm not. We're going to (laughs) wait. We're going to wait. And so, like, I just love what you said. Like, everything you're saying is just hitting home for me. And um, especially with the... um, I'm sorry, I'm blanking out, but it's okay. <sighs> sorry. What are some other than like the doubt and the fear? Mm-hmm. What are some some challenges that you faced as you became a disciple um, in your industry mm. um, with like setting boundaries and oof, girl. Um, I think the hardest thing is as you transition your life mm-hmm. from being 
that from not following God to following God, you have to decide what can stay and what can go. And a lot of the times your talents and your gifts are so intertwined, intimately interwoven into the things that need to go. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And so for me, it was like, okay, I have all these talents, but I have to separate, I have to kind of pry the talents away from the things that need to go so I can let those go. Mm -hmm. I need to keep the talent and then intertwine them to this new relationship with God. Yeah. And I think that is the struggle of like, what does that look like? So I would say the that's the first one. You know, when I was uh, studying the Bible, one of the things that really cut me in my heart was, wow, God, you gave me all these talents. And mm-hmm. for my whole life, I was on stages with thousands of people in front of thousands of people. And I used none of those talents to bring you glory. I used none of those talents for you. And so I remember praying like before I got baptized, I was like, God, if you just want me to be a regular disciple, like I don't have to do anything. I don't have to be important, quote unquote. I don't like I will be a regular disciple. I don't need to be famous, no platform, no nothing. But if you ever choose to give me a platform, I promise that whatever talents I can, I will use it for you. And I think I... I have tried my best to honor that Mm -hmm. promise, Mm -hmm. but I think the struggle in that journey is taking your talents away from the things that they're connected to in the world and then binding them to the things you need to connect them to in the kingdom. And I think that's what you spoke to about you have been doing this podcast. And then when you become a disciple, you're like, oh, shoot, like, let me just get my life together first and figure out. And then now you're in the process of figuring out, okay, I have these talents still. I still need to steward them. The the command is still the same from God. So how do I use that for God? Mm -hmm. Um, I think the other the other biggest struggle that I have found um, both for me and other creatives as they try to use their talents for God is um, making sure that their talent is not their idol because it's really easy when you're, when you have a job that you hate wow. yeah. and you're like, Oh yeah. Seek the kingdom first. Yeah. That's real easy. Yeah. I don't like that job anyway. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be there anyway. Yeah. <laughs> right. But when you are at home and you're working on your craft and you're working on something you are so passionate about, and then somebody's like, yeah, yo, can you go be, can you be in a Bible study? Or, hey, we got midweek and 30 minutes, you need to leave. Or, you know, whatever, whatever. And you're like, I don't want to, it's like prying yourself away from what you're passionate about and giving it to God. And you have to, and it's hard because you're so passionate and you love that thing so much you have to make sure that you don't start resenting the demands of God's kingdom. And that can be very hard because at the end of the day, he made you to do this. I 100% believe that. But if, if your passion and your talent becomes an idol, then God will smash it because he made you to do it, but not above being righteous. And so I think the thing that I have had to make sure that I, I'm always focused on is being a disciple first. Yeah, I am a disciple first before I am a creative. Mm-hmm. And now God wants me to be both, but mm-hmm. it has to be one, two yeah. <laughs> and not two, one. Right. Yeah. You know, wow. and that is um, definitely a struggle. Wow. Um, so with that being said, we're going to take a quick break. That was wonderful. Um, we'll come back. And bye, guys. Stay tuned. Bye. Ooh. 
Hey guys, welcome back to A Brown Girl's View. My name is JC and this is Chantel Anderson. Now, before the break, we were talking about um, basically finding her gift in God and how she overcame um, setting boundaries in the industry that she was working in um, when the work she does now with uplifting women, uh, especially minority groups and men, um, and just helping them find their identity in Christ. Um, and now I have a, before the break, you were kind of talking about how you try to stay consistent and not making sure that you are idolizing your gift. And so now I want to ask you, like, how do you stay consistent in all of that? Um, and how do you stay so passionate? Like, how does that work for you? How do you stay motivated? Wow, that's a really good question. Um Staying motivated, I think, is a, a constant thing. I think of when Jesus said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. And so we see that Jesus got his energy from doing God's will. Um, I also think of in John 15, it says, you know, it talks about the vine and mm -hmm. how you have to be connected to the vine. Without yeah. me, you can do nothing. Right. But if you stay connected to God you will bear much fruit. Yeah. And so I think of that and really my motivation comes from my connection to God. When I'm not having good quiet times and when I'm not having good prayer times, it is very easy. Like, I think we always go one of two ways. We either go um, super religious when we're not mm -hmm. co connected to God and we can become like the Pharisees mm -hmm. or we can go super worldly and become like the tax collector. Mm -hmm. And for me, my direction is super worldly because that's who I was in the world, right? Yeah. I, I'm going to go worldly. And so listen, I, if, when I'm not connected to God, I don't have motivation. Mm -hmm. I get selfishly ambitious. I, I turn inward. I don't want to do anything for anybody else. I'm just focused on me. And so for me, my, my connection to God, my daily quiet times, my daily prayer times, prayer has been so much more important as I have grown in my faith. I, it's really easy for me to read the Bible, but praying is hard for me. Mm -hmm. um, I think some, some people praying is easier and reading is harder yeah. and other people it's vice versa. For me, mm -hmm. praying is the harder one. And um, I just had to learn how to depend on, on prayer more. Mm -hmm. And so the other thing that keeps me motivated is really remembering how hard it was before God. Like a lot of people can look at my life before God and see the glitz and the glamour and the, sh and the, the shine and the fun and yeah. all of that. Uh, but the truth is that there are times that that's just surface. You know, I remember uh, there's two times where people would be like, oh, my gosh, your life was amazing. The first time was when I was drafted to the WNBA. You know, this is a lifelong dream. Yeah. I'm sitting there. The league had flown me um, to the draft location. I think it was in New York. It was a long time ago. But the league had flown me there, put me up in a hotel. I'm sitting waiting in the room to, to hear my name called. I get drafted second overall. And I go up on stage. They're taking all these pictures. I talk to the GM and all this fanfare and all this yeah. stuff. Right. And then at the end of the day, I, I go back to the hotel that mm. they paid for the really nice hotel yeah. and I'm laying in my bed and I'm just thinking about the day and I'm like, you know, man, I, I just achieved my lifelong dream here and I'm still the same person. Mm. I thought I would feel like enough, yeah. but I don't, mm. I still feel like the same person. 
And then uh, several years later, I had retired from the WNBA and um, I'm go, I go back to Vanderbilt and they tell me they're going to retire my jersey. And so uh, I go and there's, you know, they retire my jersey. It's hanging from the rafters at Vanderbilt in the gym and in front of thousands of people. They're all cheering, standing yeah. ovation. All my old teammates are on the floor, yeah. you know, and I'm, I'm like, this is amazing. And then same thing, I go back to the hotel and I'm like, I, I don't feel like enough still. And I remember crying myself to sleep that night. And I'm just like, man, like I had just had one of the most amazing experiences of my life, yeah. but I still don't feel like enough. Mm. And I think it's remembering those times because I remember the day I got baptized and it was not a lot of fanfare. There was no cameras <laughs> there, but, but cell yeah. phones, you yeah. know, there was, you know, there was nothing, but there was a small group of people from church. None of them were famous. No, it was, you know, it was nothing yeah. as far as the world would consider yeah. or compared to um, my jersey being retired or, or the being drafted. Yeah. But I remember going home that night when everyone went home and I was laying in my bed and I was like, wow, mm. I finally feel like enough. Mm. I finally, like, I am peaceful. Right. I, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's remembering that and knowing that, uh, I'm in the part of the AMS ministry, a creatives ministry. And we reach out to a lot of people in the industry who mm -hmm. have that glamorous life, who have that, um, shine and that sparkle, but remembering that no matter how good their life looks on the outside, that if they don't have God, they are lonely. They are not joyful. Yeah. They are there. They have to go home and take off all the makeup and all the clothes and all the cars and all the fans and all the groupies and all the sex and all, all that yeah. goes away when they're laying in bed by themselves. Yeah. And if they don't have God, then they're not happy. Man. And that's how I stay motivated. Mm, I love that answer. You're reminding <laughs> me, um, before I was baptized as well, I transferred from another university mm -hmm. before coming to LMU. And LMU is like top notch to me because I'm like the first in my family to go to college. So I'm like, the fact that I'm even here is like amazing. Wow. But again, like you said, like I was in this beautiful place, but didn't feel blessed. Mm -hmm. I was in like top notch classes with amazing professors and I'm still feeling like inadequate. Yeah, you know, and so bringing up the John 15 verse, like I love that verse because mm -hmm. it reminds me all the time, you better stay close to me. Oh, well, because <laughs> literally, like, I can't like do anything, like, I can't even do my homework without praying before. And mm -hmm. I think I love that God has created like this dependency that we need for Him because it's like, if not, we would think we could do it on our own. Listen, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we do things like, oh. But now, I have to find but, out on the daily. Like humble, sit down. It's like why? Why are you trying to do this on your own? Right. Like, I've already told you. Right. Oh, right. You're the father. Okay. Got it. Got it. <laughs> and so you kind of briefly talked about too, like how you kind of set boundaries in your workplace and how you kind of shed off like uh, dead weight. You know, mm -hmm. um, things that don't really go with the lifestyle that you have and your relationship with God. And so, how did? Or how do your colleagues respond um, in this industry? Well, um, <laughs> it just depends. I think uh, just like 
in any life change, you're going to have people that come with you and people who don't. Yeah. And I think for me in the transition to Christian, it was very obvious who was going to come with me and who was not. Um, There are still certain people who watch my life and, but don't really, they're like, yeah, I respect what you do, but it ain't for me kind of thing. And so I think setting clear boundaries will, will help in the process. Um, I, there's, there's a scripture, I can't remember where it is, maybe Matthew 13, but it says if, if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. And for me, I have had to be very, like, I stopped playing with fire. Yeah. You know, I, if something causes me to sin, if something makes me struggle too much, I'm going to cut it off. Why? Because I have to set those clear boundaries to make sure that I'm not playing with fire because I'm not going to sit here and play with fire in my living room because the house that I've built with God Mm -hmm. means too much to me to burn down. And so I want to make sure that that, that that house, that that relationship, that this life that God has given me stays intact. And so that's super important. Um, Recently this year, I was, or uh, it started last year, but uh, I was on a podcast and it was not, um, it was not my podcast, Mm -hmm. but they casted me to be like this Christian voice, you know, like Mm -hmm. this. And I, I, I was kind of too Christian for them. We, but it was very like out there. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of things that I said that were not taken, uh, positively, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, I am not responsible for how people take what I say, as long as I have said it in gentleness and love and truth as in biblical truth, Mm -hmm. then that's what I'm responsible for. Mm -hmm. And so we have to have, as Christian women, we have to have strong enough convictions to one, if something causes us to sin, cut it off. Don't play with that fire. And two, make sure we're speaking in gentleness and love and truth. But if we are, then we can't worry about who comes with us or who doesn't because there is a lot of people that had the chance to follow Jesus that chose not to. And we have mm-hmm. to be okay with people choosing to follow us into this new life or choosing not to. Yeah. Ooh, that's a word. <laughs> that's a word. I'm like thinking of like, somebody put this on a t-shirt somewhere. <laughs> uh, but it's, in terms of your craft, like you're very experienced, especially to me, like as like my intern phase, kind of <laughs> like, you know, like let me soak up everything that I can. Mm-hmm. How has God molded, and I can't wait for this answer, how has <laughs> God grown and molded your craft? Ooh, um, well, first thing is, you know, we touched on this a little bit earlier, but the first thing is continuing to reassure me that this is, that I'm doing what I am meant to do. Because I think a lot of times we can turn back and I personally believe that I would be so much farther in my craft if I wasn't going back and forth. But the fact that God continuously, like he doesn't quit on me. He doesn't give Mm -hmm. up on me. He he continues to be like, no, Chantel, this is what you're supposed to be doing. No, Chantel, turn back around. No, go this way, you know? And I just, I think that is number one. Is continuing to to direct me that way. Mm-hmm. I also think uh, bringing mentors into my life mm-hmm. who understand me. Mm-hmm. You know, that is so so important. As a creative, you have to have people who. Not everybody has to be a creative that's mentoring you, but I have been very fortunate mm-hmm. to be uh, discipled by women who were creatives who also absolutely loved 
God. And so they could help me kind of walk that balance between, okay, what is this supposed to look like? And, but how do I keep it spiritual? You know, mm-hmm. and how do I make sure that I am using this for God? If I'm going to an event, am I making sure that I am a disciple wherever I go? Mm-hmm. Right. And so just having that mentorship, I think too many of us, uh, Erica Badu said it, you know, uh, we don't have to edit this, but he's like, uh, she's like, we are artists and I'm sensitive about my, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, we can be like that as creatives mm-hmm. a lot, but we have to humble out and be able to. Um, take advice and right. take correction from the people in our lives about how to use our art and our creativity and our talents for God. And that can be really hard sometimes. Yeah. But I think what God has done is he has brought women into my life who I really feel like understand me as a woman, as a creative, and as someone who everything I do is for God. Everything I do is for the mission, period. But when people are looking from the outside in, they can see the photo shoots, they can see the makeup, they mm-hmm. can see the eyelashes, they yeah. can see, you know, whatever, whatever, and be like, is that really for God? Is that for you? Mm-hmm. And what I have really appreciated is I have women who are willing to talk to me and hear my heart yeah. and trust it. Yeah. Or and and when it is wrong to direct me back to disciple the heck out of me and then turn me back to God, you know? And then, but when it is right to see the motivation behind the creation and be like, that's what it's supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. And then to go to bat for me and defend me and be like, nah, she good, you Mm -hmm. know? And I've really appreciated that. So just um, God continuing to renew that conviction in me to continue to not give up on me and to bring women into my life who, who understand it. Absolutely. And you're one of those for me. Let me just say. Yay. Yeah, I'm going yeah, be that. I'm going to be driving down there where you at. Let's go. Um, and so final question. Do you have any last encouraging words for those who are listening that are searching for their purpose or clarity mm-hmm. of their purpose? Mm, yes. Um, okay. So I break this down into three parts. Your purpose, your mission, and your calling. So if you look at the different the definition of purpose, purpose is literally like why something was created. Mm-hmm. And you can only know why something was created by going to the person who created it. And so all these people out in the world talking about, oh, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? Well, you cannot find your purpose without going to God and going to his word and seeing what that purpose is. And the truth is we all have the same purpose. Yeah. God created us to be in loving relationships with him. He created us to love God and to love people, point blank, period. Like that is our purpose is to love and serve God, right? So then there's our mission. Now we all have the same mission also because God said in Matthew, Matthew 28, you know, the great co-mission, right? He gave us a mission and that is to seek and save the lost. That is to go out and make disciples. Our mission is to bring people to God. And that is also part of our purpose because that is loving God and loving people. The most loving thing you can do for someone is to introduce them to God and to help them have a a loving relationship with God. So that is our purpose and our mission. And we all have the same purpose and mission. Every single person on the earth that was ever created has the same purpose and has the same mission. God says it in his word. Now, where we are all different is our calling. Where we are all different is, okay, 
how did God make us to do that? Yeah. And that's why he gave us all different um, talents and gifts and passions. That is the part of the body that you are determines your calling. That is why he knit you together in your mother's womb differently than how he knit me together, differently than how he knit you together. Like it's all different. And so our calling depends on our unique gifts, skills, talents, how he formed us. It's um, it means that the foot shouldn't be able to, shouldn't be trying to do what the hand is doing and the hand shouldn't be trying to do what the ear is doing. Because again, that I can't remember where it is, but if every, if every part was an eye, where would the sense of smell be? Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's that yeah. discussion. And so that is our calling. And so when you are looking for your calling, then you have to figure out where does your gifts and passions meet what the world needs, meet what God has told you to do. And that is how you find your purpose, mission, calling. Now, what is interesting is you look at um, people in the world, like, um, like, like these singers, mm-hmm. right? You can listen to somebody sing and be like, they were made to sing. They were created to sing. You see those crazy dancers where their their bodies are bending all kind of ways. And you're like, what? I don't know about you. My body don't do that. Like, listen. Um, And you're like, they were made to dance. They were created to dance. And it's true. They were created to dance. They were created to sing. Why? Because God knit that into them. Mm. Right? They have found their calling. Mm. But this is why they will always feel empty is because unless they're doing their calling in context of their mission to bring people to God and in context of their purpose to love God and to love people, then they will always feel empty. They will always feel like they're missing something because mm-hmm. they're not living in their purpose and they're not living out their calling in context of their purpose and their mission. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what God gave them, gave it to them for. Right. But when you look at um, people who are Christians, they, they have found their purpose is to love God. They have found their mission at, is to bring people to them. They are living as Christians and they are pleasing God. And at the end of the day, they will go to heaven mm-hmm. because that is what's required of us. But at the end of the day, also, God has still given them a calling. And that's why you have people who absolutely love God that are trying to do their best for him, but are neglecting their calling and mm-hmm. feel like something is missing because God did create you to to live out that calling. Mm -hmm. He did create you to be a steward over those gifts. He did give you those gifts to use for him. And if you're not living in your calling, then you're neglecting a piece of that puzzle. Wow, that's so true. Cause that's exactly where I was at last Mm -hmm. week. (laughs) I'm like, like, okay, so, okay, I'm in Bible studies. I'm doing this, you know what I mean? And I'm working in the kingdom, but I'm like, it gotta be more. Mm -hmm. And not to say that that's not enough, Mm-hmm. But I just like the desire that God had given me to just yeah. do these things. Cause I'm also a singer, but I haven't said, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't, that don't even make sense. You yeah. know what I mean? Or, yeah. um, I founded a podcast, but I'm not uploading ep- episodes and it goes all the way back to that stewardship. And it's like, yeah. do you think you can do this? Yes. Did God put this on your heart to do? Yes. Did he give you vision? Yes. So what's stopping you? Yeah. Me. <laughs> well, <laughs> exactly. And yeah. Me too. And all of us, we got to yeah. get out of our own way. And at the end of the day, like if we stay connected to God, mm-hmm. he will bring forth that vision in us. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, oh my gosh, me and Kristen, my sister, were talking mm-hmm. about this the other day. We try to work for God instead of working with God. 
And as independent, ambitious women, this is our Achilles heel, where we're like, God gives us a vision and we're like, okay, got it. Got my marching orders. I'll be over here trying to do it. And she's like, no, 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 no. Like God wants us to work with him, not for him. He, it's a commission, right? The great commission, like we're laborers with Christ. And so that's where I mess up is, you know, I, I, Everything I do is for God and God's like, okay, but now I'm teaching you to work with me. Mm, which goes back to that dependency. Girl. Yeah. The struggle. Yes. <laughs> well, I am so delighted to have you on a Brown Girls View. Like, I know that this will be a blessing to many. Um, thank you again for all the work that you're doing. Thank you for being here with me. I'm so inspired by you. Can't wait to learn more. Um, thank you guys so much for listening, for tuning in. Thank you. Um, if you don't mind adding your Instagram handle so that people can follow you and know where you're at. Yes, definitely. Um, you can follow me at, at Miss Chantel, M-I-S-S-C-H-A-N-T-E-L-L-E. Uh, that is where I am on Instagram. Also, you can go to confidentlyhis.com, confidentlyhis.com. That's my website. And you can find all the information about what I'm doing. Um, I run an accountability community for Christian creatives. I um, do personal Bible studies. If you are interested, we, yeah, all of it is on Confidently His. You can sign up for the accountability community. You can sign up to to do Bible studies with us. You can sign up to serve with us. You can just send me a message. You can do any of that. Yes. And if you are looking for a church home or somewhere where you can fellowship with amongst other believers, please um, DM me at a Brown Girls View podcast. Um, I would love to give you more information about our church and where we fellowship. Um, And guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Love you. Bye. Wow, guys, what an amazing interview. Like Chantel is completely amazing. Like I will say it again. Chantel is amazing. Okay, I hoped you picked up the gym she dropped because she definitely dropped some. Okay, um, but I really hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any inquiries or any comments or concerns, or if you are interested in even coming on the podcast and you stay in the Los Angeles area, I would love to sit down with you. If you want to share your testimony, um, if you want to hear a specific topic, I would love to get some feedback from you guys so you can contact me at instagram um on instagram at a brown girls pod that is a brown girls pod and if you want to get in contact with chantelle her instagram handle is miss chantelle m-i-s-s-c-h-a-n-t-e-l-l-e once again thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in um during this whole quarantine time i hope that you've had some time to reflect why don't you sit down you know listen to a couple of podcasts listen to a brown girl's view while you're just cozying up by your fire or drinking tea um we love it over here we love being comfy over here so with that being said again thank you so much for listening and for tuning in talk to you all soon bye